I want to suck your blood, the blood, blood, blood. Welcome, one and all, to another round of the book reviews. And yes, you can guess it. I'm reviewing Dracula by Bram Stoker, the one, the only, the original vampire. Now, this book was published in 1897, so it's got a hundred and something years on it now. And it's an original creation from Bram Stoker, but it takes parts from other histories and folklores that were present in those times. Now, it wasn't actually super popular until the film version started coming out. I think it was about 30, 40 years afterwards. Uh, although at the same time, it wasn't exactly noticed. Bram Stoker was a, a pretty prolific writer, but he was doing screenplays. He was doing other things. So it wasn't, I guess, such a big novel, a hit that it eventually became. And I guess I, I wouldn't even say it's a huge hit now. It's more just the the myth, the legend of it has been boosted by the films and and that's where you'll see more of it nowadays and of i guess of course vampires are, are prevalent in in lots of different type of novels and romance novels and scary ones so basically this one dude has created the the whole myth that is surrounding vampires and it used to ex- exist before it but not in the sense that he has obviously creating these memorable count um, characters such as count dracula dr van helsing the harkers I won't go through the full plot, but it was interesting to note that it it starts off with Jonathan Harker going to Transylvania, going to Romania and meeting the Count, Count Dracula, and eventually escaping his castle, but only just. It was, it was a very harrowing experience for him. And what I actually didn't realize at all was the whole original plot was of Dracula going from this one sort of deserted, unknown place in Transylvania and coming to England and then fleeing England once being uh, assaulted by the Dr. Van Helsing, the Harkers, and some of the other characters in the book. So it was, I suppose, uh, I, I always just had in my imagination that the whole setting, the whole setting, the whole theme was centered around Transylvania and Dracula's castle. But that is only, a, a, I wouldn't say a minor part, but a, a short part at the start of the book. And the rest of it basically takes place in London, focusing on the character's trying to kill Dracula essentially after realizing the problems that he's starting to face when Dracula kills, um, I think it was, her name was Minnie, one of the, the, the best friends of one of the ladies in the book. Of uh, All these people are connected through this web of relationships that, that brings them together to end up saying, hey, we need to stop this menace. So the themes of the actual book, that which we fear is the unknown Potential threats have that uncertain probability factor, which we probably overestimate. It's interesting. I I had an experience while reading the book of becoming scared again of my own dark hallways or not scared, but feeling a little bit anxious of what could be out there. And it's, it's very funny reading the book. The, I would say the scariest part is right at the start where Jonathan Harker is in this castle and you really know, not sure what's going to happen next. All we know is that he's trapped in this castle and weird things are starting to happen. The count is acting a little bit weird. The There's there's like little apparitions. He, he starts to notice that the count is, has supernatural powers. So he's climbing on the walls outside. And it that's the scariest part of the book for me where it's the unknown. 
once we start to get into the full story where he comes to London and we start to realize, oh, okay, he, he has these restrictions on him. Oh, okay, he can only do these certain things. He wants this. This is his goal. That's when it sort of starts to alleviate the, the anxiety, I guess, and, and it becomes more of an adventure or, or an action novel from that sense. So, it, yeah, it was just intriguing for me just even noticing the while reading the book, okay, this was the part I was scared of mostly and also it, it sort of transitioned a little bit into my everyday life. Now, a hero as well. Who is a hero? And this is something I've been asking recently, especially after reading the Greek myths such as the Odyssey and the Iliad. And I think I've, I've come to the point where I'd say a, a hero is someone who voluntarily faces their fears, who who takes a stand against something that they're fearful of and does it anyway with through conscious effort. It can't be an unconscious thing, which is why I actually am not super drawn to the Greek heroes. They sometimes mention their fears, but for the most part, it is just an automatic thing. I go and I you know, face this monster. I go and I go into this battle. I, they, they just do it automatically. Whereas in this book in in Dracula, we see the, the side characters, well, the, the main characters, but side characters when compared to Dracula, that they're extremely afraid the whole time. Every one of them is is basically shivering in their boots at the thought of of getting anywhere, anywhere near this monster who can control the weather, who can control animals, who can slide in and out of tiny little cracks, who is impossible to 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 nail down essentially and the end, who is extremely dangerous and eternal. So it was interesting reading that and being going and, and just thinking like, oh, okay, these are true heroes. These are people who you see they're afraid, but they still have feel they have this duty to protect the world, to protect their loved ones by facing this monster voluntarily because they didn't have to. They, they could have just left him go. They knew where he was. They could have gone to another place and they would have been fine. But they said, no, this is what we need to do for the betterment of humankind. The last question that really got evoked for me was, is there a price for everlasting life? And maybe even, is there a natural law? There sort of seems to be at the moment, no matter how much humans have persisted in trying to find the fountain of youth, the everlasting life, it hasn't really worked out. You can see nowadays that there's still people trying for it, but they're they're taking it with a different spin, obviously focused on science now and the anti-aging and that sort of scenarios, which... I'm totally on board with that. Super cool. If people want to do that and and try and find it and we can all live an extra couple of hundred years eternally, fantastic. But it does make me ask, is there a price to pay and what is that price that we would be willing to pay? And here's just a, a fun example for us. What if we found out that to live for an extra couple of hundred years, you would need a daily transfusion of blood taken from a baby? Now, is this a price that we would be willing to pay as a society? Would we'd be willing to accept anyone to pay? Because that probably isn't healthy for a baby to have blood constantly taken from them and say everyone wanted to do this. Well, there's only you know, 10% of babies in the world, not even that, a much smaller percentage of that. Would we be willing to continually be taking blood from them, essentially stealing their life and putting it into ours? I don't know. Probably not. That that sounds a bit messed up, but obviously that's an extreme example. So it just made me think, okay, what price would we be willing to pay for for this one thing, for living eternally? And 
that that gets onto some other questions of is living eternally actually good? Would we actually enjoy this? Would our brain actually fill up with too many memories and it would start to get like just too congested? We wouldn't be able to handle it. Many, many questions raised from this, but it was interesting just pondering on that and going, hmm, yeah, you know what? Even though we talk about it nowadays and you'll read and hear of people, Aubrey de Grey, for example, who talk about anti-aging and living forever, it's, it's probably worth considering some of the ethical aspects of that as well, especially with what price are we willing to pay for that. Now, my own observations, I already made, mentioned I was scared of hallways for a while. I think this was also induced by the turn of the screw, which I read recently. And I suppose I felt psychologically relieved when they got their shit together in the book. That was another part where I was I was watching them go through and they just had no idea what they were doing. They had no idea how to confront this monster. But when they started to band together, they got Dr. Van Helsing, top lad, went to back and forth from the Netherlands and England all the time, bringing this research. And he's the one who finds out, oh, okay, He's weaker during the day. Oh, okay. If we use these communion wafers and the sign of the cross and the holy water, this will help us in our battle against him. So it was it was just a good feeling <laughs> when they got their shit together. It was also really interesting to see the differences between the what what's sort of portrayed as vampires or what my thought of what a vampire was and the actual original source of it. So for one, Dracula can actually go around during the day. Every He's not struck by sunlight and, you know, turns to ash. No, he actually can go around during the day. And during the night as well, it's not like he's always up and about. He has to sleep in this coffin or he uses this coffin full of this special earth to rest during the day and during the night. And when he's in it, he, he can't escape from it. He's sort of stuck in this coffin, which is, is very intriguing just, just seeing this and... It just made me think like, wow, we've sort of, I wouldn't say perverted because cultures aren't really perverted, they change. So the culture of the of the vampires, you know, burning up in the sun and then if you take twilight where they twinkle or whatnot, it's, it's just very different going to the actual original source and seeing where it all came from. And yeah, it's fascinating. He has super cool powers that I never knew of. Like he could control the, the weather, control animals, sneak in through tiny little doors and 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 gaps it was it was very intriguing reading the actual original and going oh wow dracula is so much different than this perception i had of him this this vague sort of concept and in total it's it's a truly masterful story and really wonderfully told there's a reason it exists a hundred years later and is a mainstay of of culture across various cultures especially the movies but also books romance stories wherever you you hear about it vampires everyone knows what a vampire is and you know it's it's thanks to this one dude bram stoker writing a a very very good book now it's good but it's still not my style so i yeah i just personally don't like things that make me anxious that make me feel uh, a little bit a little bit queasy inside so all in all uh it was cool. I like to see where the legend came from, but I wouldn't say I particularly enjoyed reading it. So Dracula by Bram Stoker, giving it a solid 6 out of 10. A great book, but not my style as well. Now, what's something pragmatic I can take from this? It's sort of hard because it's a, a little bit of a fiction book. There's nothing really to to learn particularly from it. It's more of a story for enjoyment, I feel. But I, I think it was a good lesson for me to... Uh, 
be more wary of jumping into things if I'm not exactly sure of the origin story of it. So particularly when I'm, I'm talking about here is, is stuff on the internet. Like you, you read something on the internet and that seems like, okay, that's the origin. I can just repeat this again. But if I had to say what the, a vampire is to someone before reading this book, I probably would have got a lot of it totally wrong. When if I was saying, yeah, this is what like the original vampires were like or what it was portrayed like. So going back to source material for for things that are important, for things that are interesting and that I want to know more about is a huge benefit and a huge lesson for me. So that's it for today. Dracula by Bram Stoker. I hope you enjoyed. Leave a review somewhere. Like if you hit up the Instagram page, you'll see some some cool photos and the video. You'll see what I'm wearing as well. It was a little bit Dracula inspired. And that's it for today. Karen out.